Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's this going? Uh, welcome back to Bold Sports. We're uh, week 19 here. Uh, how was your sports weekend, Matt? Well, it was a real wild card, Steve. Real wild card? It was the wild card weekend in the NFL. There was FA Cup action in uh, the world of soccer. Um, an American scored a really nice goal in an upset of Arsenal. So that's how I kicked off my Saturday. And then I watched two decent football games. Okay, Titans-Chiefs was pretty good. Um, that was... See, that was the game I didn't get to watch um, because I was at work. And when I was at work... I popped my head in at the beginning of the game. I saw the Chiefs were up, and I popped my head in at, like, two minutes left in the third, and the Chiefs were up, and it was, like, 21-3. to I'm like, all right, this is cool. Chiefs are going to move on, and they're going to go to New England and take out the Patriots. I mean, all Andy Reid needed to do was read Twitter. Pretty much, apparently. he might have had a better chance, like, if he'd been allowed to read tweets about himself while on the sideline. Because everything in my feed was like, here goes Andy Reid. Yeah. You know, here come here comes, like, not a big enough lead too early, and they're going to try to take the air out of the football, and they end up choking it away. And, like, the Titans, I don't think, are even that good, really. Yeah. They, I just, ah, I don't know. And then, and then the Chiefs' offensive coordinator is the hell out of town going to be a head coach. Yeah, he's he went to uh, Chicago, right? Right, yeah. yeah. He went to Chicago. So that, was, so that was that game, and then the, the night game was an NFC game. The night game was the Falcons. Falcons, Rams. I think we both had the Rams. Uh, actually, I have the sheet right here. Uh, I had the Falcons. You had the Rams. Well, I, I didn't like it. I was hoping you'd, you know, agree with me, but... I mean, I... I guess that's why you have a better record than, than I do. <laughs> Speaking of our record, real quick, playoff week one, Matt, uh, we both... Picked the Chiefs and we lost because the Titans won. I did pick the Falcons, uh, and you picked the Rams. The Falcons did win. We both picked the Jags, and we both picked the Saints. Mm. So for week one of the playoffs, Matt, you're two and two, and I'm three and one. Season total is Matt's one fifty six and one hundred five, and I'm one sixty three and ninety eight. Now I could totally fuck up and blow everything out the water here and just, just go scoreless. And as long as you pick everything right, you I basically have to pick the Titans against New England and like <laughs> in order to like claw back. Uh you know what? Crazier things have happened. Um, it is NFL. Yeah. So another cool thing that happened this week on Bold Sports was we had a nice little retweet from Adam Scheffner at ESPN. Uh, I threw out a tweet uh, because I did just watch Draft Day on AMC. Uh, and my tweet was, uh, just watch Draft Day on AMC TV again. I think this will be the best that the at Browns will ever do. Maybe they should hire Kevin Costner. What's the worst that happens? Did they go own 16? So, there's that. So that's like, Bold Sports is like, we got retweeted uh, by Adam Schaffner. All, all 7 million of his followers will see that tweet? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of followers. That's a lot of followers. He retweets it. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, did you get to watch uh, a lot of the playoff games? Because I watched on Sunday 
Um, I, I watched the Jags and the Bills. I watched about the first quarter. Then Amanda and I had run around to do and so forth. And I listened to it on the radio while we were doing our errands. Um, and it just seemed like the the Jags didn't have any faith in Blake Bortles. In I don't game. think anyone did or does or should have any faith in Blake Bortles. Um, well, I'll get I was that. actually driving around um, doing some shopping early Sunday afternoon, so I was listening to the game on the radio, um, and the the commentator, Mike Mayock, was talking about how, you know, like, they played the first half real conservative, like, they were just trying to protect him and keep him upright, um, and, like, the big, the big plays that he was able to pull off involved running, like, on, you know, broken plays, scramble-type situations, but, um, I don't know, I, I was pulling for Buffalo, in that game, I was pulling for, for Buffalo reasons. too because it's Buffalo, man. Yeah, I mean, they've had such a such a long playoff drought. They left the playoffs in such a heartbreaking fashion the last time they were in it. They've known nothing but failure in the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I have friends up there. I I feel for them. I was I was pulling for them. Um, you know, I was I was checking score updates at, at the checkout at Trader Joe's and. You, know. you were at Trader Joe's too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made us. I guess Sunday stop at Trader Joe's. Man, everyone was at Trader Joe's on Sunday. Yeah, I couldn't even get to the bread aisle. So, you know, lucky for me, I've I get you know I got the hookup up at Sam's with the free chilonis. So. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. We'll be eating sandwiches this week. Don't worry, folks. No worries there. Uh, and then the late game there was um, shit. The Saints and the Panthers. And so I saw this stat that um, the Saints were the first team since 2009 to beat the same team three times in a season. And the other team was the um, uh, the Cowboys. Okay. So, and then, of course, on ESPN, every, on ESPN.com and on that tweet had to... Had to be like, well, what about the Steelers in 2007? Mm. Or 2008? Well, yeah, it was 2008. The Steelers beat Baltimore three times and then went on to go to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Cowboys beat the Eagles three times and the Cowboys lost the next week. The Saints beat the Panthers three times. We'll see what happens. They go to Minnesota this week. Um, But so far, the Steelers are the only team to beat. Uh, a team three times in a year and then go on to win the Super Bowl. You know, and it I was think? the Ravens that they beat in the AFC Championship that was awesome. game. That, that was great. That was actually that was a championship game that I was actually on an international flight during the game. <laughs> that so must I, have sucked. It was like the worst. Like you imagine, like dude, I would be going. I would. I would have changed my flight. Like isolation. I had no clue. Like this. This was not like. You take this off is not a JetBlue flight like from Orlando to Pittsburgh where you get to watch direct TV. Like they had like a bunch of movies and like a bunch of like CBS sitcoms, and I was like watching Big Bang, wondering if like Palomalu was like tearing it up or not. Turns out he was, and we beat. Did the I, I would have changed my flight and been like, I would have went to a Steeler bar in Ireland and been like, you know what, go fuck yourselves. It's going to cost me $500 to change my flight, but I don't care, I'm not missing this game. There's only one flight home from New Delhi. Oh, you like, were in India? Day. Yeah. All right, so you would have had to not waste a couple hours. It would have been a... I was, like, somewhere <laughs> over Scandinavia when uh, when the game was settled. And when I turned on my phone, it was just nothing but, 
you know, text messages like detailing everything that happened in the game. And then and then walking around the airport where it, at this point it was like 7 a.m. at uh, JFK and just, just walking around like heading down the, the terminal towards the gate for the Pittsburgh departure. And like everybody knew. You, you could just tell like who the Steeler fans were by the way they were walking. And like the bars were already in the airport like showing you know highlights from the from the conference championship games it was it's a good time to like just show up in a place and be like oh we're going to the super bowl awesome that's great but you know what i think's a stupid stat that i keep hearing in terms of like beating a team is this thing about jacksonville trying to become like the steelers nemesis the first time to beat the steelers at home twice in one season uh, like, how often does anyone even get a chance? You know what? Here's you the know? thing is I really I, I really do worry about this game. We'll talk more about it in the Steelers segment at the end of the show. But the big story this week, uh, well, the, the big game this week uh, was college football. And it was the national championship game. We had Georgia versus Bama. And it was kind of a home game for Georgia. It was held in Atlanta in that Mercedes-Benz Stadium Um um, there and it's what two two hours was it was it two hours east of of um, Athens or is it two hours west of Athens? One of the I two. Think it's two it hours east. east of there ain't, Athens. Ain't much that goes on two hours east of Atlanta. I don't think except for South Carolina, Wales. Yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. No, no, it's South Carolina, <laughs> but it's yeah. There's Wales in South Carolina. Yeah, I think it's a little further than two hours. Uh, but, uh, so George Bama. Now, did you get to watch this whole game? Mm-hmm. I did as well watch the whole game. So, uh, a friend of mine threw it out there online that, you know, uh, the refs helped Bama by no non-calls. And so, I, I looked at it as, you know, I don't know if they helped Bama. Um, there was definitely some non-calls. But there was non-calls both ways. Um, there was... It looked like they were letting the guys play. They were letting the boys play. And, um, you know, they were calling some stuff that was blatant. Um, and there was that uh, touchdown that they called right there in the second half. Georgia scored that touchdown. There was a pass up the sideline and caught the ball. And his heel, honestly, you could not tell inconclusively in or out of bounds. And if you look at the still picture of it, um, that chalk line up the side was a little wavy. It was l- all yeah. the way through. It I, wasn't... Okay, I'm glad you saw that too. I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was time to I didn't drink during the national championship yeah, game. I was, yeah, I was working. So... <laughs> I, I was only paying like, you know, half half attention to my monitor. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think I was like... You know, inhaling gas fumes. No, no, and I didn't was, even drink okay. during the national championship game. <laughs> and I'm, and I even pulled the picture and I put it on my phone. And I blew it up and I handed it to the man. I'm like, does that chalk line not look necessarily straight to you? Mm. You could, it was a little wavy. So I, I guess that's where the inconclusiveness came from. Because honestly, you couldn't tell if they brought out a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I if I was Mercedes Benz, I'd pull my sponsorship. Right, because that's you know, horseshit. They don't. They did not make their reputation on like wavy lines. You know, wavy lines or being like kind of like loosey goosey with the rules and stuff. Man, we're talking about German engineering here, people. I mean, it's straight lines and clean cut precision. Yeah, and kilos <laughs> and kilos. 
<laughs> Whatever. It doesn't have to be like drugs. It's just that they. Well, no, German, that. German. It's no. It's kilos of weights and 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 beer barrels. It's, beer it's, yeah. Geez. Well, sorry, talking about South American countries. There's kilos of other stuff. Trust me, they like drugs in all the countries. Oh, I know they do. Have you ever been to Europe, dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Georgia goes into halftime with a nice lead, double digit lead, and not only double digit, but it was a shutout at that point, uh, thirteen and nothing. That was that was hard to believe. That was hard to it believe. It really did happen. It, it really did happen. Uh, Alabama's field goal kicker missed two field goals, both wide left, and one of them was to win the game in regulation. That was crazy. Uh, I it, mean, he, it I didn't mean, help that they had a uh, delay of game there, um, and so forth to back him up five more yards, and he made the field goal whenever they kicked it before the whistle blew. Yeah. Or the whistle blew as they snapped it, however it was, for the delay of game. Um, and he made that field goal, and then he hooked the other one boom, very wide left. Uh, that whole game, uh, how about Saban taking his quarterback that's been with him all year and then benching him at the half and starting the, the true freshman? I think that gave them life. That's what gave them life. He came out, and especially that first series, mm. he comes out and drives them down the field. Boom, 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 boom. And they get the touchdown, and he comes off, and uh, the other kid just was the first one to greet him. Like, dude, thank you. Good job. Get your do you. Get ball out. Do you think it gives them an edge, like, mentally, too? Uh, you know, Georgia sees that they, like, clearly made an effort to adjust. And that... Mentally puts Georgia on a footing where they're like, they adjusted. okay, we got to figure something else out. And then, you know, maybe they overthink it. Uh, you know what? Uh, maybe they did. But, I mean, I've never heard the the term true freshman thrown out in a college game like I did in that game. Yeah. They were thrown out with both quarterbacks because Georgia's quarterback, true freshman. And, you know, and friends of mine were on Facebook and Twitter saying, ha, huh, dude, uh, I think it was Andrew Filipponi that said Steelers 2020 pick. Yeah. You know, uh, another friend of mine put on Facebook says uh, he's going to be the pick of the Browns in 2020. I'm like, you know, he could technically leave after this year. Yeah. I don't know why I'd want to. At least go your sophomore year, especially if you're a true freshman. Um, you know, he could, he could leave early. I mean, it's college sports. He, only has, he has to be removed from high school two years ago in the NFL. So I guess that puts him out of sophomore yeah. year. Um, so there was a lot of guys, they were balling out. They were doing their thing, getting it done. I was pulling for Georgia the whole time. I, I was, too. I was hashtagging go dogs. Cause just cause it's not that I hate Alabama. I just dislike Saban. See, I need something different. Like, I, I mean, if, if like the friendliest, cuddliest football coach ever was coach of Alabama, I'd still be tired of seeing him win. Like, it's like Saban's almost, like, irrelevant to me in terms of, like, why I don't want Alabama to win the championship. Like, just let someone else win. You know, Georgia hasn't been good since, like, Herschel Walker. 1980. <laughs> uh, you Herschel know. Walker, yeah. who was a captain. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was, I was pulling for Georgia. Like, I, you know, I was, I was expecting them to get, you know. My dad was like, two touchdowns they'll lose by. And, two I mean, touchdowns, I, I, I wasn't that pessimistic, but... You know, I didn't. I didn't see them having like, you know, a two-digit two or a, a double-digit lead at halftime. I mean, no, didn't see them having a double-digit lead at halftime. Honestly, I, I saw that to be a close game all the way through, and it only ended up being a close game in the fourth quarter. 
It looked like, you know, uh, Alabama made the adjustments they needed to make. Georgia uh, gave up some plays that they shouldn't have gave up. Yeah, I was listening to the Georgia Homer cast on, like, the, you know, they have all those sub-channels on ESPN. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's video of the game, but then it's like the the Georgia radio announcers. Right. They were talking like, like, they just wanted to run out the clock. And there was, like, way too much time left, and, like, Georgia wasn't able to... Get a you running know, game. Get anything on. going. And they said, like, they're like, we're really nervous. There's way too much time on the clock. And at that point, I was like, okay. Like, if your hometown announcers are saying that there's yeah. way too much time on the clock, there's that. And that, at that point, I just kind of felt like, all right, here we go. So I, I switched back over to, I couldn't bear to hear the meltdown. But the way it ended was insane. It was insane. The, the, you know, the missed the, field the, goal. Miss, the missed field goal. That field goal ended up being, okay, and the Georgia kid. Made the field goal to tie it back up at 51 yards. And Amanda's mm-hmm. like, that's a long way away. I'm like, well, I mean, Chris Boswell hits 51 yarders, you know, because it's his job. And also, like, he hits 51 yarders that would be good from 65. Um, but this is college, and the hash marks are wider. Mm-hmm. You have a much steeper angle on it. Uh, he hit 51 yards, tied it up, and then she's like, oh, shit, that means we have to be awake for a while? I'm like, yeah. It didn't um, turn out to be that much longer. It wasn't that much longer. Uh, so, and then the Alabama kid comes down, and then Shanks won wide left. Uh, after he made the one, they called the penalty after he kicked it. You know, they blew the whistle right before he kicked it in the snap. Uh, and I guess as a kicker, you're trained to, like all sports, you're trained to go to the whistle. You know, the whistle came, the ball was snapped, or they were snapped at the same time, whatever. He kicked it, made it. They backed him up five yards, and then he hooked it wide left. Going to overtime, Georgia gets the ball first, and that's where he made the fifty-one yarder. Mm. Uh, and then, well, it was a bad, it was a bad overtime possession. It was a bad Georgia. overtime they, possession. They, they on took Georgia's a sack. Part. They couldn't. Well, they couldn't well, they gain took. Any they couldn't gain any yards and run. Then he took a sack, pushed him back to be a fifty-one yard field goal. Well, how about that first snap that Alabama had the ball? They took a bad. That was a bad. Sack. They took a bad sack first. At first down, they take a bad fifteen yard sack. Back them up to the fifty yard line. You're thinking. You're thinking Alabama not, might. And lose. you're thinking they Alabama might, might lose. They points. might not get any points at all. And Georgia wins. And next thing you know, he ro- rolls back, takes a snap, throws a. F- you know, they're they're at the. You knew it as soon as forty eight yard go. line. He released that, and he's a left-handed quarterback, mm-hmm. that freshman kid out of Hawaii. Um, grew up in Hawaii, whatnot. He goes to Alabama. His family moves stateside. I guess he has a younger brother that's at Tuscaloosa High School. That I know, man. Is a stud, too, that's coming out to Alabama next year. We need to um, build that indoor beach in Pittsburgh so we can get these Hawaii recruits. Dude. We got to get the Florida boys, too. Um, but, so, <laughs> but he goes ahead, and as a left-handed quarterback... I've talked to some wide receivers that are in NFL that had to adjust having to catch a ball from a left-handed quarterback because the spin rolls completely different and rolls off the tips of your mm. fingers different and so forth. So he goes ahead and, and throws this pass, and as soon as you see him release that pass, you're like, oh, shit, he's wide open, isn't he? And then the camera angle moved over, you just see, got it. If you've been yeah. watching on Skycam, you would have already known that he yeah, was wide open. Yeah, if we were all watching on Skycam, but, you know. I wasn't on Skycam. I was. Aren't you special? Because <laughs> so, I have a computer. That makes me special. Yeah. Wow. I have a computer, too, but I was watching on my 42-inch TV. Oh, fancy. See, you're the special one with the big TV, mister. <laughs> so, I'm going to look up real quick. Um, 
the um, so what I was going to say here, and you can go ahead and roll this while I look this up. So how about college football as a whole? How did you like this year in college football? I thought it was a really good season. Um, the, the playoff adds a lot of intrigue. Um, it, give, it gives teams chances to redeem themselves if they, you know, play poorly in an early season game against, like, a, you know, another top-notch opponent from out of conference. Um you know, locally, it wasn't very fulfilling. I mean, Pitt, Pitt might have made a step in the right direction if they, you know, truly did find a quarterback who can give them a, a stable offense, um, you know, for a couple years anyway. Um, you know, Notre Dame was good, but I, I didn't think they were going to win out like they had to. They had a tough schedule like they always do. Notre Dame always has a tough schedule. Um, I, I feel like... Penn State choked away their season, and it was kind of, well... They did. It was kind of what I saw happen. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Ohio State got screwed, but then Alabama played well enough to prove that it doesn't really matter. Like, And it was okay. It was actually the right thing to do to screw Ohio State. Yeah. Because the Alabama certainly made the most of that spot, that, that fourth seed in the playoffs. And uh, also, you can look at, you know, Alabama shouldn't have been in that fourth seed. Uh, and that's where we've talked about how the BCS needs to expand the teams in the playoff. Yeah. Because, honestly, Ohio State should have been in there last year. Alabama shouldn't have been in there this year. Eight I teams. Mean, I mean, you, 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 you cannot be a two-loss team and not even go to your conference championship game and still get into the Final Four. That, that There's something wrong with that. It happened to Ohio State last year. They didn't go to their conference championship game, let alone win it. They didn't go, and they get in, and granted, they lost, but still, they got in. And honestly, as much as I hate Penn State, Penn State should have been in last year. Yeah, well, they didn't get in last year. They didn't get in last year. They didn't get in this year because they squandered their own shit. Um, Alabama, two-loss team, shouldn't have been in. They didn't go to their conference championship game. They shouldn't have been in. But you know well, the what? The Big Ten screws itself by having like the the best teams in the conference are all in one division. Yeah, that is true. You know, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State have all sort of like cannibalized each other's chances of being undefeated or even sometimes having just one loss and as opposed to two. So I mean, it, it's possible for the foreseeable future that they're going to have a hard time getting teams into the tournament. Same with the Pac-12. Oh, Pac-12 um, does that all the time. They had a, the Pac-12s, they, they weren't very good this year. Like, even in their best years, like, they're a little top-heavy. You know, like, you might have, like, Southern Cal and Oregon be really good, and the rest is just whatever. Or maybe, like, sometimes it's Washington or UCLA. Um, but they don't, they're not as, it's not as competitive of a league. But it's still a major college football league, and I think that the winner of it should have a chance to play for the title. That is true. Well, here you go, real quick. Uh, and then we got to go ahead and take a break. Uh, so the national championship just ended last night. Already the rankings for 2008 AP poll or for 2018 are out. And they're um, put the rankings out today. Uh, Clemson at number one to start the season. Alabama at number two. Ohio State at three. 
Georgia at four, Wisconsin at five, Penn State at six, Oklahoma at seven, Washington at eight, Miami, Florida at nine, Michigan State at ten, Virginia Tech at eleven, Stanford twelve, Auburn thirteen, Boise State at fourteen, Notre Dame's at fifteen, Michigan Michigan at sixteen, uh, uh, USC at seventeen. Florida State 18, LSU 19, Kansas State 20, Florida Atlantic, Lane Kiffin right Mighty there, Lane Kiffin 21, Ugh. TCU at 22, Oklahoma State at 23, Iowa State 24, Mississippi State 25, and no love to UCF being the only team in college football going undefeated and winning their bowl game. They're not in the 25 at all? Nope. That seems unfair. That is they did lose their coach. Well, yeah, they did lose their coach. He's he went, moving on to Nebraska. You know what? He moved, he's moved on to Nebraska and took some of his staff with him. I get it. Uh, so, we got uh, some time on college football here. Did um, they just put Alabama number two just to ruin Nick Saban? After, uh, after having him declare that he's the happiest he's ever been, they just couldn't. Why, uh, why they got to tear a player down? I don't know. I mean, Nick Saban, I guess one of the reasons why I don't like him so much is because he's like the college version of Belichick. But hey. Oh, you know what else, man? Um, I watched a little bit of the Alabama versus South Carolina basketball game tonight, and it was at Al- at Alabama, and there was like nobody there. Well, no, because they're, like, ha- they're all getting hammered. No excuse, man. No excuse. Like, you call yourselves a D1 program, like, you know, you got to show up. Alabama's D1 in football. Hey, they're D1 in basketball, too. Well, because they have to be. But Avery Johnson's their coach. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about some uh, D1 basketball. We'll be right back after these messages from Sorgatron Media. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, we're back. hope that uh, little information there from our friends at Sorgatron Media was good for you. It's probably a wrestling show that they do, uh, which kind of ties in with sports. Um, sports entertainment. Yeah. Sports entertainment, definitely. <clears throat> so we got NCAA hoops. The uh, they they released the new one, and uh, Nova's number one. WVU is number two. Virginia is number three. Michigan State is four. Purdue is five. Honestly, I haven't watched any of those teams play. Uh, I watched one. I watched five minutes of a West Virginia game, and I think I watched maybe five minutes of a Nova game. Matt, you said you actually got to. Yeah, uh, WV Baylor tonight. Take so. part in WVU Baylor. It was and a grind. They won. Um, they're they're the best, the highest ranked they've been since 1959. Right now, um, there there's talk about them being the number one team. Of course, you know the rankings don't matter nearly as much in college basketball as in football, and teams you know leapfrog each other over and over daily. Again. <laughs> so you know, it's still it'd still be nice to have a one next to your name. It's always it's always good to be number one in any any kind of ranking system. I remember when um, Pitt was number one for a while. Mm-hmm. Man, that feels like a long time ago. Uh, Dewan Blair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Ten years at least, almost ten. Uh, Two thousand seven. Yeah, ten years. Shit. So yeah, they were showing on ESPN though that like for the Big Twelve. Like, the number of championships won by the various teams. Like, Kansas has, like, 17. Yeah. Like, Oklahoma had one. And then, like, teams... This, this is among teams that have, like, been ranked at a certain level at a certain point in the season and, like, have actually gone on to win the conference. And 
right now West Virginia is ranked higher than Kansas, but we'll see if they actually, you know, win the Big Twelve. Um, the way they're going right now, they're looking like a tournament team. Well, you know what? I think at this point right now in the year, unless West Virginia completely tanks, they're going to make the tournament. Yeah. Uh, they're like, what, like 12 and 4 now or something? I looked at their record. They're undefeated in the conference, and I think overall I think they have three losses, if that. Uh, I could pull their record. Yeah, so it's quick. something like that. They're, they're not undefeated overall, and they're it's like three or four losses. Um, but they're... They're they're the best story, in terms of like local teams right now. Close second, I would say, is Duquesne. Fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. Okay, blew that one. Yeah, well, I mean, they probably lost to somebody completely stupid too. I mean, well, if it had been a conference game, we could guarantee. Yeah. That it was stupid because the Big Twelve is stupid in it in its very existence. Um. But how about Duquesne? Duquesne, I, I they you lost know, tonight. So they did lose tonight. Yeah. Shit, because okay, I knew they were playing tonight, and I had listed on here to talk about them because Duquesne. Before I wrote these, I wrote these notes this afternoon before mm-hmm. I went to work, and I was looking at the spreads. Duquesne, oh, spreads. I was looking at spreads. I was looking at shit. But Duquesne was three zero in the conference, twelve and four overall. Um, going to VCU, and they had a home at LaSalle, and they were playing tonight. Um, Texas A&M beat West Virginia in the first game of the year. Okay, so that's a good SEC team. Yeah. So, all right. And it, well, Texas A&M is not even ranked right now. So, no, but they were on tonight. They played uh, Kentucky. Yeah, so Texas A&M was the one team. The first game of the year, they beat West Virginia. Kentucky's had a couple iffy games. Cal Perry's yeah. been pissed. Well, that's Coach Cal. Kentucky barely won... Tonight against so Texas so A&M. Duquesne lost. Who did they play tonight? They played VCU tonight. They did. Okay, so it was VCU. It was, it was at VCU. It was at VCU, and then they come home to LaSalle uh, this week. They they were three and zero in the conference, twelve and four overall, and they were leading their their conference. So they lost one, but I I don't believe that conference is is too deep. Now, so I don't see Duquesne having an issue. Do I see Duquesne making a tournament? The only way Duquesne makes the tournament is if they win their conference. They have to win their conference. They have to win their um, conference championship game. Not the conference. They have to win the conference championship game. Yeah. That's how the small conferences work in basketball is. Is that tournament here? The A-10? The no, it's in Atlantic City. They should have it here sometime. It's in Atlantic City. I think there's been talk about having it it's here It's in sometime. Atlantic City. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think they should have it here. And it's I in Atlantic City. Been has been and will be forever. You can't guarantee that anything is going to be in Atlanta. No, you're State, right. Uh, you're right. Except for like feral cats and sand. You are correct about feral cats and sand. And probably like cheap drug paraphernalia. There's that too. And pawn shops. I sorry, I lived out there for. Several no, I've been years. there. It's great, great. Love the shore. I love the shore. I lived uh, out there. I lived in the island next to Atlantic City, but yeah. I did work in one of the casinos. Um, totally. Um, but yeah, I went to the A10 tournament when I was out there, nice. and I saw Duquesne, and I saw Duquesne get blown out in the first mm-hmm. week. I also got to go to the Big East tournament while I was out there because it was only a two-hour ride to Manhattan yeah. or an hour train ride. So, see, when um, I was in New Jersey, like everybody wanted to talk about sports gaming. That was like, well, yeah, but it's it's not legal in Atlantic City, the only right? But I'd rather like hang out at a bar in a casino and watch sports on TV than like gamble because I'm not really into gambling. 
Yeah. So it was just a bunch of people sitting there watching sports and saying, yeah, and like, the man, lo- I wish I could bet on this right now. And then you got the local bookie sitting down the end of the bar being like, so yeah, I'm not trying to what do you want to take? I'm not trying to ruin my vacation by making friends with a New Jersey bookie. <laughs> Why? Because he's I mean, because even the pizza guys are mean enough, man. Like, <laughs> what? You don't like the pizza? Go fuck yourself. Get out of here. because you don't pay for it, like, right away, you know? Jeez. Man, yo, yo, yo! I no, I, I need my th- I need my three dollars for like the slice. You act like I'm not gonna come back for another slice eventually. I need come my on. three dollars for the slice before <laughs> I bring this in, my man. Yo, hook it up. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> so how about soft spoken? <laughs> so how about Pitt? Pitt's uh, they they lost to VT, but here's the thing: they played Duke at home. They got GT at home, Georgia Tech before our next podcast. Um. They, um, this could be a bad run for Pitt, seriously. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I um, had a friend of mine on the Facebook today being like, hey, anybody got a line on Pitt-Duke tickets um, looking to go to the game? Obviously, he's not going to see Pitt. You know, he's a Pittsburgh guy. He does. He probably will wear his Pitt hoodie, but he's probably going to see Duke. Just see the show. <laughs> Just the see the, the show. In town. Exactly. Uh, and I looked, I'm like, sitting there, I'm like, dude, do you have the internet in your hand? And I looked at the two sites that I use to buy tickets. Mm. No Pit Duke tickets are available. No. Pit Duke tickets online right now, well over $100 for the big high seats. That's just crazy, man. Like, And they're not even on, like, Game Time and other sites. StubHub, I think, has a few. Um, but they're they're... They're not prevalent right now. I think they are all bought up, and people want to go see the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I how think we long? Said this last week, there's pretty good chance you're going to see some NBA talent. Definitely. Anytime you go to a Duke Blue Devil. Definitely. Game. Also, how how much longer is Coach K going to coach? How old is Coach K? He's been around since we were kids. Yeah. So is Bobby Knight. <laughs> But Bobby Knight looks old. Coach K Bobby does. Knight's always looked old. That is true. And Bobby Coach Knight's K, always... Coach K kind of looks the same as he looked like when I first found out about Duke basketball back when they were playing UNLV in the Ew. in the final. Wow. You know? Yeah. Ninety one. So I, I didn't really 90? pay too much attention to college basketball before that. And uh, Coach didn't... K just kind of he strikes me as he just kind of looks the same. Like I know he's had back issues. I mean, and that's and that's like what's that's what's hard because like. Like, Steve Kerr's had back surgery, and he's had to miss, like, an entire season. But he's young, you know? Like, Coach K has to miss a lot of time, like he did a couple years ago. Was that last year? I think last year. Did, did he take some time off last year? Coach K? Yeah. He did. Oh, that's right, because he, he suspended Grayson Allen, but then he, like, ended the suspension so that Capel uh, wouldn't have to coach without their best player. Because that's, like... I mean, it's bad enough to call in sick, but to, like... That's like calling in sick and like taking your computer home with you and, you know, making the guy who fills in for you have to like tap it out on a calculator all day. You know what I mean? Coach K started coaching in 86. At Duke or just generally? At Duke. At Duke. So he was like, what, an army before there? And I, I mean, know. either way, dude's. I mean, it's Duke basketball. I mean, like you said, you're going to see the show. You're going to see the circus. It's Duke basketball. Whether you follow 
Duke or not. It's like the Yankees, like when the Yankees come to town. He's 70. Yeah, Are you well, fucking serious? Tell me he looks 70 in It's that a good-looking 70. That's a, I don't know how old that picture is, though, Steve. I don't know. 2011 is when that picture was. Oh, yeah? So, he's... So, that was a 63-year-old man in that photo. I mean, I can buy that. He's, but I, he doesn't look that different now. No! He's looked the same since 1986! All right, we gotta save some material for our handsome old men podcast that we have in the works. So oh, let's stop talking about Coach K. So real quick, um, can we talk about Stallings real quick with his like troll you, comment about Louisville oh, players? That was hilarious. By the way, Amanda wakes up the next day, or she's not waking up. They the, say the the day after the show uh, or after the the game, she's like, "So what's all the pitch shit going on about on Twitter and whatnot?" I'm like, um, "Stallings' comment." She goes, "What do you say?" I'm like, well, there was fans yelling at him and shit about players and this, that, and everything, and he turned around and made the comment of, at least I don't pay my guys a hundred grand a year to come play here. Mm. Uh, you know, dig. They were playing Louisville. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was like the cleanest Louisville joke you, you could probably come up with. I mean, there's there's so many other at least I don'ts that you could use with the Louisville program that like you know you might not want like your kid to hear. <laughs> At least, at least I don't like you know hire prostitutes for my team, but or maybe like Pitt just does that also. I don't know. And they just keep it quiet. Yeah, know. wow. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Probably not. That was don't a, us. that was great. Um, so uh, sticking on the pit, how about the pit ladies? Uh, they're not having a great season to get kicked off with. They are eight and eight. They're five hundred right now overall. They're zero and three in the conference. Um, Susie McConnell is working hard over there she's been a great coach for the ladies um i'm gonna have to start following more closely now now that i live in brookline because you know that is that is kind of ground zero for like the mcconnell serio family yeah yeah so you know i should probably pay better attention uh you know uh i i listened to another sports podcast that goes on in this town and and they highlighted some of the lady sports um and i was like huh you're right. There are some great lady sports programs. And the two they highlighted, I did not go ahead and highlight this week. Um, I looked into the another one. Um, you know what? Ladies basketball is more prevalent than ladies hockey, mm-hmm. than women's hockey. Uh, just because women's basketball is seen on ESPN, seen on uh, the WNBA and mm-hmm. so forth. Uh, women's it's hockey. taken a lot of work to get to that point. And it has. College hockey, just in general, is college not, hockey is, is not, not seen a lot. Yeah. So whether it be men's or women's. So now with the Olympics coming up, oh, women's hockey, dude. especially since the NHL is not involved, women's hockey will probably well, take a driver's seat. It, it's not going to not be, a driver's seat. It's but, not going to be more popular than men's hockey, but they should be like equal because. Well, I mean, it should always be equal. Yeah, I bet but, you. But still... also, like, you know, if I'm gonna watch like Olympics, like, I don't know who the men either are. You know, so uh, you know, I bet well. you there's still gonna be some former NHLers that are in the uh, Olympics. Probably, but uh, I just like hockey. Like, I'll, I'll watch. Anything. I'll watch any hockey. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like last Winter Olympics, we were watching the. Uh, they're doing women's slope style. Huh. And my girlfriend's like, she's like, you gotta watch this. It's so awesome. I was watching the men earlier, and like, and she was like. She was, like, so mad that, like, the women weren't, like, 
She didn't think it was as good. I don't know. Like you're gonna do a flip on a snowboard. Like I don't care. You know that's that's a that's an impressive thing. Like you're gonna skate around for twenty eight minutes of a of a sixty minute hockey game. You know I don't care. Like what what gender you are. Like that's that's awesome. Well, and, uh, we talk about Bobby Moe hockey. Bobby Moe hockey. They had some stuff going on this they week. They won tonight. They did Men win won tonight. tonight. And uh, I know the ladies Bobby Moe hockey was holding uh, some games down there on the island as well. And the island is Neville Island. Uh, but Bobby Moe mask. Uh, sorry, nah, nah, nah. Bobby Mo basketball. Say that three times fast. Bobby Bo basketball. <laughs> uh, so Bobby Mo basketball is four zero in their conference. They're ten and seven overall. They're home this week versus Saint Francis, and they're on the road to FDU. And I had to look up what FDU was, and it's fairly Dickerson. It is. Um, yeah, I still have no clue where that is. It's in the Northeast somewhere. Yes, I knew that. I think, seriously, like, I think it's in, like... Vermont. I'm gonna guess New York. I'll go Vermont. Alright. We'll have our producer That'll look up picks. where Fairly Dickinson is. That's our picks. Um, where's Fairly Dickinson? Uh, Matt... I, I can look this up. <laughs> the, the important thing is that... Side note about RMU basketball this year is that they're playing some games at the PPG Paints Arena. They are. So, if you were the sort of person who was maybe mildly curious about Bobby Moe basketball, but you're like, I don't even know where Moon Township is, man. Like, I'm from the East End. I don't have a car. I don't drive on the parkway. Like, you know, go check out some Robert Morris basketball down, down in the uptown. Sorry, it's not downtown. It's uptown. It's uptown. 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 Uh, so they got Fairly Dickinson this week. Man, it's fair. It's more than Fairly Dickinson, man. It's it's Fairly Dickinson, Dickinson University is what it's it is. Fairly Dickinson. Oh, producer has. Where is it located? Ooh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Get out. Shit. <laughs> Get out of time. <laughs> Uh, I said Vermont. Uh, Matt said like somewhere upstate New York. I said New- I didn't say I said New York. I'll chime in. It mm. is closest to Manhattan. See, yeah, right outside mm. Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, it's like Newark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never knew that. I seriously didn't know. That. I had no clue where it was either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, about west of the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do west of the Bronx, Manhattan. There it is. Uh, thank you, Miss Amanda, over there for uh, googling that for us. So, mid-major all right. geometry producer. Mid-major <laughs> geometry producer. Um, Matt, how about the Pens this week? I actually got to watch two games. Oh, I got to watch two games in their entirety. Um, one I chose to turn off. Or not turn off, but just turn to a... Okay, I turned it off. I went to a different channel. Mm-hmm. And I figured I'd get the updates on my phone. Um, but the Pens did win back-to-back games for the first time in over a month. You know why it is, Steve. Because you're drinking a Labatt Blue Pittsburgh Proud Pens can yep. right now. And I'm going to drink nothing but this until they either do or don't make the playoffs. <laughs> So we know Matt's drinking the Labatt Blue uh, Pen Signature Can, and it's probably on sale at Boulevard Beer for like sixteen dollars a like, case. It was like eighteen dollars for a thirty pack. Yeah. Okay. So that's why Matt's drinking it, but it happens to be a really cool can. By Send the way. Send chips and Alka Seltzer. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, so how do you feel about this one here, Matt? Uh, Pens are first in the league in the power play, but they are worst in the league on five-on-five play. Well, I mean, that's not good enough. <laughs> well, no. I would I would drop a few spaces on the power play in exchange for not being the worst at the part of the game that's most prevalent. Correct. Um, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like it's it's probably something to do with the breakout because it's easier to get the puck up the ice and get your get your set going if you you know you have a man advantage. Um, I think we've talked about this before, you know, in, in previous episodes with, you know, Penguins issues on defense, um, you know, with like, what's up with Latang? Um, you know, it was good to see him score and get interviewed after the game on Sunday. I mean, that's probably, yeah, he's got three goals. Cause when, when, when Latang's on, when he's like bringing the puck out and he's at his best, like. I don't think you have the worst five-on-five team in the league. I think, I think um, you know, being being able to get it set up, you know, it starts at the back. Um, you know, goaltending's been shaky, but you can't really blame the goaltending too much for, you know, what, what they're doing with the puck when they're skating forward. All right, so I just pulled this up real quick. Um, I don't know if I had this set up to talk. Uh, anyway, here it is. Um, yeah, I did have this up. Yeah, team leaders. We'll come back to. Uh, yeah, oh, actually, we'll just skip through here. As um, yep, being worse on a five-on play is horrible, which is where most of your game is played. The Pens are on a bye week currently. Um, each NHL team gets a five-day period, five to six-day period where they have no games. Um, so it's their bye week. Um, and honestly, right now you look at the standings, the Pens are up to sixth in the division and they are in the 10th spot in the conference. So they moved up a couple spots. Good. Other teams have lost. It's not that the Pens were that great to get up Mm -hmm. there. Other teams have lost. So on the point standing, uh, they're sixth in the division and they're 10th in the conference, which still puts them out of the playoffs. And there's um, a lot of teams bundled up in there, so it's there's a lot of teams. No, the, the, you, you're gonna need the, you're gonna need some help, and you're gonna you know, you know loser points come into play. You know so where the you big gotta, you know where the big points draw is in the divisions and in the conference is in that 45 to 51 point range, mm-hmm. and the Pens are at like 47 right now, or sorry, um, 47, yeah, 47 in there. That's where that range is. So, speaking of points, while we're on that little bye week for the Pens, team leaders are who we would expect they were to be. Here's your top five. Now, the difference between four and five, or are, are between three and, sorry, yeah, between three and four, are rather large. Phil Kessel is leading your Penguins with 44 games played, 18 goals, 29 assists, and 47 points total. Your captain at Sidney Crosby, 44 games played as well, 15 goals, 28 assists, with 43 points. Evgeny Malkin is 40 games played, 17 goals, 25 assists, and 42 points. Now here's your big drop-off. Chris Letang is fourth 
At 41 games played, three goals, 24 assists, and 27 points. Mm-hmm. So total point value, you go from 42 points at Malkin to 27 points to Latang, And then everybody else below there. And then you have Hornquist, 25 points total with 12 goals and 13 assists. Gensel, 13 goals, 10 assists, 23 points total. And then Rust is four goals, 14 assists, 18 points, and then it just goes down from there. Uh, is there anybody on the team without a goal? Yes. Simon. Or Simone, however you... It's it, Simone. Yeah. Damn it, Simone. Damn it, Simone. Uh, yeah, he has no goals, but he has four assists. Uh, so he is actually above Sprong with two goals and one assist. Ruedel with one goal and two assists, and uh, Oleski, Olesak, Alexiak, Alexiak. So I mispronounce that it's shit like every week. Uh, he's two goals, zero assists. Um, and honestly, right now, do you know how many minuses there are? Everybody's a minus on the team. Everybody is a minus on the fucking team. You see that shit? Mm. <laughs> That's bad. When your whole team... Uh, when Crosby's a minus 11? <laughs> Kessel's a minus 9? <laughs> Stop laughing, man. It's not funny. I'm, I'm laughing because this is the first time I've looked at a hockey lineup. And nobody... Nobody is at a plus anything. Everybody's minus... The, the closest you have is Schultz is a zero. Go, Schultz. Schultz, you're the man right now. Jesus Christ. You know, breaks down the shorthanded goals, overtime goals, you know, power play goals, and so forth. You know, uh, Malkin's got ten power play goals. You know, Kessel's got seven. Crosby's got six. Latang's two or three, three goals are power play goals. Um... You know, obviously your power play is your your key guys. But seriously, everybody on the team is a minus? That's horse shit. Well, it's time to get better. You get you get the bye week. Rest up. I hope they're in Cranberry skating their little asses off. And I would never wish Cranberry on anybody. You know, Cranberry's not a bad area as long as you're not sitting in traffic. Well... Um, I guess if you're skating. If you're skating, I hope they're in Cranberry whooping their ass and getting a gallon. Because, you know what, they're getting a bye week, and then they're going to go ahead and get into another series of games here. And then there is the All-Star break is at the end of January. Um, Yeah, it's coming up soon. I know. um, Hey, Matter of fact, Steve, the NHL All-Star game is in Tampa this year. Oh. And it's the... uh, the same weekend as Gasparilla, which <laughs> I'm sure you know about that. Gasparilla is a fun time. So they're actually incorporating the NHL celebration into the pirate-themed drinking celebration that takes over the Tampa area. Wow! That weekend, including wow. they're going to have the cup on the boat. Jesus! And they're Christ. talking about having to like negotiate with pirates to get. The have cup you back. ever been to an event in in Tampa? No. Have you ever... You've been to Tampa, right? No. No. Never. My shit. 
I've been to I, Gasparilla Island. Okay. Which I, is like I, I've been to Grand. Tampa a lot in my life. My grandparents lived outside of Tampa growing up for several, several, about almost 20 years. I was down there as an adult. I was down there as a kid. As an adult, it's way more fun. Um, strip clubs are amazing. Um, you know, full nude, full touch, full liquor. But enough whatever. about where Jeremy Roenick's going to be. <laughs> oh, definitely. Him and uh, Brett Hall. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely, oh, man. That's a good, that could be a fun weekend. I wish I'd known. I just yeah. found that out today. Shit. And it's probably too late to make plans. Probably. And you know what? That's the week in between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. So, yeah. I've been to Florida during that week. I've been to Florida for the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, it's fun It's fun to go to Florida like the week Anytime. before the Super Bowl. Because there's always people in Florida who are from that place where the teams are from. Right. So you just you just like walk around and eventually you find people who are... The year I was yeah. down there, it was a Pats-Giants Super Bowl. Ah. So think of how many people from like the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Dude, Boston area... Which is all of Tampa. ...moved to Florida once they reached the age which, like, is, 75. Which is all of Tampa. Yeah. And, and points south like Naples. Definitely. Was, or Boca Raton on the other coast where I was also... Which I uh, I like just north of Boca is Delray. That's my favorite place in Florida. Oh, I've been to Delray too. Yeah, Delray is amazing. It's, I love the. You know what the best part about Delray is? It's not a pretty person's beach. Somebody always looks worse than you. <laughs> and about Delray is you know the cheapest car you're gonna see is a BMW 3 Series. The food is amazing. The beach is clean, crisp, and clear. And um, it's all New York, Jersey, Pittsburgh, Philly. Boston people. You had me until, like you said, Philly. Uh, there's one pizza shop that I like to go to down there. It happens to be a Philly pizza shop. Philly pizza? What's that? Uh, this regular pizza and then they punch you in the mouth? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of more of like a Michigan-style pizza. But okay, so like a deep dish? A thicker crust and so forth. Nice melted cheese. Uh, a little saucier than normal, but... You know, and when I say it was Philly pizza, is the guy had like Philly shit going on. Okay. On the rest, he goes, "Yeah, I opened a pizza shop. I retired. I moved to Florida. What do you want me to do?" I'm like, "You take numbers." He's like, "Of course I do." <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now, and then we're gonna come back and finish this segment up and talk all Steelers. And of course, hey Missy, by the way, we're going over again because that's what we do here at Bold Sports. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. Hey, folks, we're back. And there was a little more bit from Sorgatron Media. What's going on over there? So, this week, playoffs. Steelers had the uh, first round by second seed total uh, in the NFL. So they got to get healthy. Uh, and we got Jagsonville. 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 The Jagsonville Jagoffs. Coming to town. Coming to town on Sunday. And that. Um, you know, the team had plenty of time to get healthy. Uh, AB looks good, but I still don't think he's 100%. You know what? And, and here's the thing. When you come to a gamer like AB, uh, 
or any guy for that matter in the NFL or college football or high school football, you're hurt, you're injured, you don't feel good, you had the flu that day. It's going to be hard to keep anybody off the field. I mean, when AB, whenever Perfect hit him and he went lifeless on the field there mm. and was so he knocked out in that playoff game a couple years ago and he did not get to play in Denver um, because of the concussion protocol and so forth. I know he was pissed and upset and everything else. Uh, so this calf injury that he had where his muscle came uh, disconnected from his bone. Uh, you know, he's been working hard, uh, getting that done. And they, they kept him out the final games of the season, the two games of the season they had. And the Steelers won both those games. Uh, again, they didn't beat Cleveland convincingly, but then again, Cleveland was playing North Hills High School um, that game for the most part. Uh, he had plenty of rests. He's getting. It. I don't know if you watched any of his Instagram workouts or if you watched any of his Twitter, Facebook posts, or even the Steelers posting his, the workouts and him being a full participant in practice. Um, he is definitely showing good signs. I still don't feel he's a hundred percent. You're probably right. Um, you know that was kind of like the elephant in the room these past. Uh, you know two weeks of the regular season plus the bye week. Like, yeah, like, we were, um, you know, it, it was disappointing that he got injured in New, in the New England game, but the, the result of the game sort of kind of pushed, like, that story about A.B. being injured, like, down, a you know, a lot because everybody was arguing about what's a catch, what's not a catch, like, are we going to be able to beat them in Foxborough if we see them in the playoffs? You know, so we, we didn't if really AB talk. If AB would have been in that game, would would there? If AB would have been in that game after the first quarter, because he got yeah. injured the first quarter, would 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 that game have come out differently? Yeah, maybe Jesse James wouldn't have had to dive for that ball because you know that guy was covering you know AB. Who knows? But the the point is, um, you know, we had we had two games and a bye week, and AB was healing, and we didn't need him. Which is good. And uh, be hey. ni- it would be nice to not need him a lot against Jacksonville. It, it would be really great if, like, Martavis Bryant and Juju, you know, both have a touchdown in the first half. Definitely. And the defense, you know, holds up, and we protect the ball, and it's going to be 18 degrees. They're talking and about Leonard a snowstorm Fournette- coming through? Oh, if there's snow. Like They're talking the- about a snowstorm coming through, and, and depending on which way this snowstorm comes, if it comes north or south... And and uh, also, there's another one come out, out of the south that comes up the west side of the mountains or the east side of the mountains. Uh, there, they said there's potential for up to a foot of snow, and there could be a dusting. It depends a on foot? and it depends on which way the storm a comes. Give break, up. man. <laughs> no, uh, hey, that's just what John Shumway said on KDKA News tonight. Whatever, man. Like Shumway's an entertainer. It, uh, you, you know, know I, I get it. But if you want if you want the real like I mean here nor there is supposed to be eighteen degrees on fucking Sunday. Jacksonville yeah, it's gonna be cold. Jacksonville's Jacksonville. They've had they they played in cold weather last week. Uh, <laughs> I'm not shoveling during the game. So. Oh, oh the, for shit! I ain't shoveling shit during the game. Well, obviously. Uh, give me We're that. At your house. <laughs> That's true. I saw much of my walk. <laughs> I saw much of my walk from yesterday. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but. Uh, 
You know, it, when it comes down to it, I watched Mike Thomas press conference today. Uh, I was downtown for an event earlier this morning to cover an event for Paul Pittsburgh. And um, I texted the man and said, hey, I'm on the trolley on my way home. Um, I'll tell you about it in a minute. But in the meantime, I'm watching Mike Thomas press conference on my phone, which is what I did. Um, Mike Tomlin is kind of like any other, not like any other coach. Uh, when it comes to press conferences, he has his Mike Tomlin isms and always makes every team that they're playing sound like the 75 Steelers or sound like the Joe Montana quarterbacked Niners in the 80s. Uh, well, you have to though. I mean, you know, it's his job, and like it's his job. The amount of heat that he's taken for like not being ready in like certain like clock situations, you know, of not always having the most like disciplined players in terms of like their locker room shenanigans, like AB doing the the Facebook Live thing. Oh, I and mean, AB could you took imagine? Some shit for that. Could you imagine like the heat that Tomlin would take for losing a game like the Bears game, for example? If he had come out in his press conference the week before and been like, "We got the Bears this week, they suck. Oh, we're yeah. gonna beat them, I promise," and oh, then yeah. lost. You know, like it's it's hard enough it's hard enough dealing with Pittsburgh fans in the media when you're winning. Yeah, especially when you've got players who like can't stop smoking weed. Yeah, you know what? And everybody says, "Oh, you know, when you play in New York, you got the New York media and the New York spotlight and this, that, and the other thing, dude." I think the Pittsburgh media and the Pittsburgh spotlight, uh, just because we're here in Pittsburgh and we're accustomed to great teams and so forth. I mean, minus the Pirates, and we criticize a lot. Uh, and that's just an organizational standpoint there, not necessarily the team. I don't know, man. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like, look, the Penguins right now are doing great. Uh, and we're like, what's going on with that? And. You know, we're criticizing this, but but also the Penguins, you got a lot of people that I'm kind of one of what's like, you know what? I mean, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup hangover. They get I the mean, benefit of the doubt for winning two Stanley Cups. They do. They get the and... benefit of the doubt for two Stanley Cups. And the, and the Steelers haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2011, uh, and they lost that one uh, to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And that window is uh, closing for Roethlisberger. That window is really, really closing for Roethlisberger. Uh, and I've been saying, last year when he went to the AFC Championship game and they lost to New England, and again, Le'Veon Bell went out in the first quarter in that game. And that AFC Championship game was tight mm-hmm. till the fourth. You know, that you know that score did not reflect the game. And that score wasn't even really that spread of a score. It wasn't like it was like 42 to 12. It was, you know, it was within 10 points. But, you know, Le'Veon Bell went out in the first quarter of that game. Uh, You know, and AB went out in the first quarter of the game they played in the regular season here this year. And that score really wasn't reflective. I mean, the Steelers had the Patriots the whole time. Uh, Does one player make a difference? Absolutely. If Ben, knock on wood, uh, that was glass. Sorry. If Ben, for some stupid reason, gets fucking hit by Harrison on his blind side, come around the corner, 
knocks the ball loose and knocks fucking Ben's brains loose, I, you know, I don't see in the first quarter, and Landry Jones has to come in. Quarterback's a different animal. Uh, quarterback's you a can, different animal, but... You can compensate for losing your best receiver. You can compensate for losing your best receiver. You can compensate for losing your best running back. The Steelers have five guys, at least, who they trust to catch passes on any given play and will put out there. And there's a reason that they're on the team. You know, Landry Jones is decent as a backup, I guess, but, you know, you don't win championships with your backup. No, you win championships with your defense, and that's where they're subject right now. Well, we're not... Trying to worry about what James Harrison's going to do to Ben. I'm not, I'm not really stop worried Leonard about Fournette and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, um, exactly, and that's where the game in hand comes to. And and you know what? And everybody at the Mike Tomlin press conference says, you know, the only thing Mike Tomlin said in his press conference today that made sense, and that what every other sports caster, uh, not saying that we're not viable, <laughs> but you know when you got. Bob Pompiani and Paul Zeiss and Andrew Filipponi and these guys that are very viable sportscasters on high-end networks say that Leonard Fournette, you have to control him and you have to get him contained. And they said, well, what about the first game whenever he ran 190 yards on the Steelers and so forth? Or no, it was 180 yards. That he ran on the Steelers in that week was that week five? Yeah. Week five game. Um that you have to control him. Well, take half of those yards out because ninety of those yards for a touchdown was in the fourth quarter with under two minutes left. True. True. Where he broke a run and the Steelers were playing prevent defense. But if you watch that uh, game, like <laughs> the number If you doesn't watch matter. that game, the number you doesn't matter. That, like your your eyeballs tell you like they were having a tough time controlling him. They were having a tough t- time controlling them. But they, they gave up a lot of rushing yards to that guy from the Bears a couple weeks prior. They gave up They gave up 300 rushing yards to Baltimore in that Sunday night game mm. that Amanda and I were at that game. I mean, they gave up 150 yards to uh, Alex Collins. They gave up another uh, 100 yards to um, uh, Javarius Allen. And they gave up another random some odd yards to, God forbid, Joe Flacco ran for positive yards. And also, uh, a couple of the wide receivers coming off the end that ended up being considered a run on some of those plays. The Steelers gave up 300 some odd yards rushing (laughs) to Baltimore. They won that game. Granted, it was a last-minute field goal Boswell kick. They won. But... uh, the Steelers' defense is suspect when it comes down to controlling the other team. To, hey, they're going to pass. Oh, shit, they ran. Or let's line up for the run, and oh, shit, they passed. Mm. Now, Joe Hayden is back, and he's looking good. He had a fractured tibula or fibula, one of the two. Mm. Um, and it caused him to miss four, four or five games. He came back for the Cleveland game. Yeah, you knew he was coming back for that game. His yeah. former team. Come he on. was a captain. Yeah, he was a captain that game. <laughs> Obviously, you know. Um, but they sh- shored up, a, you know, the secondary a little bit. 
losing Shazier is huge. That's big. It's big because you know what? Shazier was supposed to be that guy to follow Gronkowski across the middle of the field mm-hmm. in that Patriots game and to shadow him. And, uh, you know, also Shazier coming out in the rush. You know, Shazier, I think, is more of that linebacker that kind of has the free movement that Palomalu had under Dick LeBeau. Where right. Palomalu was of like... Coverage, more of like a coverage more guy. More of a coverage linebacker. Um, much more necessary in the NFL today than it was like 15 years ago. Um, you know, de- defenses are having to react to like, you know, more passing. Um, they, they don't they don't bring in fullbacks anymore, so you've got an extra guy split out wide that you got to worry about. And if, if you're not going to, you know, run nickel every play then you need yeah. to have linebackers who can cover. Definitely. Um, like, I'm, I'm more concerned about line of scrimmage, you know, punching holes in the O-line so that Fournette can't get ahead of steam up. Well, and you know, if, also... If he, can, if, he, if he can go three yards, three yards, you know, pass on third, and hopefully punt. Well, you know, and that's also what uh, Tomlin talked about in his press conference is that, you know, he said there's no defense in the NFL... Um, or sorry, sorry, not no defense. There was there was there was no running back in the NFL that found holes and breakaway runs like a college defense lets up. I get that. Now you're gonna have a few of those runs because I've seen shit like Garrett Blunt, who is a third and one back. Whether he played for the Steelers, whether he played for the Patriots, whether he's playing for the Eagles right now, break 35-yard runs. Because you know what? Somebody left the hole open and he got loose. Uh, so you got to sure up that, that front four or front three. However, you're, what, if you're playing a 3-4 or 4-3, you got to sure that up right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it down and, you know, uh, sure up those holes. Keep him contained. Because you know, as a running back, three point three is all you need. We need we need a big game from Tuit and Hayward. Yeah, uh, Gilbert, Marcus Gilbert. I mean, he had his trials and tribulations this year with injury and also with uh, suspension. Um, you know, Marcus Gilbert coming back uh, from his little suspension uh, was also the reason why James Harrison's not on the team. Mm. So. Uh, apparently is what we've been told by the Steelers. Um, but we also know, and over the last weeks, we've talked about other reasons why Harrison's on the team. So, uh, he smells, <laughs> he smells. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel this week? Totally about this game coming up, uh, with Jacksonville here in Pittsburgh, 19 degree kickoff potential for zero to 12 inches of snow on how the storm blows. Well, I'm thinking, first of all, the NFL's rigged. <laughs> Fuck you. Nobody and wants f- to watch Patriots Jacksonville in the <laughs> AFC Championship game. <laughs> all right. So, our producer Amanda is already napping with the kitty. Um, but it's more she. Than a nap. Okay. <laughs> it is. But she has been telling me for the last seven years. That 
it's the male soap opera, and that it's already predetermined, and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not. Uh, and I've talked to several guys that play in the NFL, several guys that I grew up with that played in the NFL, and guys that I take care of at work that play for the Steelers, that play for other teams. And I've all asked them, is this shit really rigged like fucking WWF? Or, oh, sorry, WWE now? And they're like, no. Of course they say no. They're like, no, it's not. If they said it is, then they wouldn't get their pension anymore, Steve. Right? Come on, man. Um, Between the lines, man. But I will also tell you that some of the answers I've gotten are, um, we know the point spreads. And that's the only answer I've gotten for them. It's not just point spreads, man. It's ratings. Uh, yeah. New England, Pittsburgh. That's the game everyone wants to see. That is the game everyone's seen. Um, Unfortunately, it's I'd rather. Be I'd New personally rather see Pittsburgh Buffalo at Heinz Field, but ah, we're not getting that, dude. I, honestly, right now, I, I'd love to see Pittsburgh Titans at Heinz Field. Yeah. Well, anyway, like I'm, I'm being a little facetious with the NFL is rigged. Um, I know the Steelers so have to. We, the Steelers have to come out and they have to play and they have to win. They and do. Jacksonville is going to be trying just as hard as the Steelers are. And, you know, like, if there is, like, a squirrely call, like, where the league has to, like, put their thumb on the scales for the Steelers, like, I'll take it. Hey. But the game could very easily be lost on the field without any intervention oh, from yeah, the I refs mean, or the league office or anything. Totally. If the Steelers don't show up, if they, you know, don't tackle Leonard Fournette in the box they and they let him, you know, go lower his shoulder into the safeties all day, then it's going to be a long day. It will be. And it's going to be a cold, long, painful day. But they might still win. I mean, they're the Steelers. I, I just think they're just so far above and beyond Jacksonville. Like, on film, you cannot tell me, like, a side-by-side comparison of Bortles and Roethlisberger is going to have you leaving that session saying that Bortles deserves to win any kind of contest. Unless Ben is thrown to, like, Ramsey. Those pylon dummies. No, no, Ramsey, who's their defensive back at Jacksonville, who intercepted Ben twice in the one game. It's not going to happen again. And man. he threw five picks. That was just like our required drama for that week. Ben needed to throw all those picks so he could like... Get it out of his system? So he could get it out of his system and so he could float the quotes about, oh, maybe I just don't have it anymore. And then people could be like dumb about like thinking like that he was really being serious and not just being a drama queen. Heard. But, you know, he always dials back the drama queen stuff once the playoffs begin, so I think he'll be fine. So, also, here's my question I propose to you. And I've been saying this for a while, but I'll ask you the question. Steelers win the Super Bowl. Does Ben retire on the podium? Yes, in fact, he Ben retires, and then the Steelers somehow get Brady from the Patriots. <laughs> and then they make, they make Brady the backup. Woo! Then they make Brady the backup. <laughs> to Landry Jones. To Landry Jones. <laughs> no. Um, and then they refuse to trade Brady to New England in, like, whatever the trade deadline is next year when New England's, like, right around 500 and, you know, the Steelers are undefeated with Landry Jones at quarterback. That'd be awesome. That's ideal. That's best-case scenario. Uh, that's best-case um, scenario. Probably more likely is they win and Ben retires and then they just have Landry Jones, and they'd probably pick somebody. 
you, you and know I don't want to get into anything that's more likely than that scenario right. because you start to get depressing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, my my thing is 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 I'm saying Steelers win the 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 whole damn thing. Ben retires. I'd like to see him retire on the podium, like Bettis. Um, I'd also like to see him make like some some like smart ass comment about going home and drinking Budweiser just to like kind of make fun of Peyton Manning because that yeah. was so lame. Yeah, everyone knew Manning. Manning was like half, he was half dead that season. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not gonna re- say anything about retiring yet. I'm just gonna go drink some Budweiser. And it's just like, what about Budweiser makes anyone not want to quit their job? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, you mean I could get more of this for like twenty bucks? Yeah. I like seriously. I would like to go to work. Steelers win the whole damn thing. I'd like to see Ben retire on the podium. Um. Also, I don't think he will. I think he'll mull it over. Well, it's um, the best way to like keep the attention on yourself for yeah for a couple weeks week or two for a couple weeks until the draft. Uh. Uh. And then. You know, go from there. He'll be at a Pens game in March, like wearing a T-shirt with a giant question mark on it, <laughs> and then and then he'll like deny that he meant anything by it. He'll be like, "What? This is just my shirt." I, I was wearing a shirt to represent the Joker from Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then you're thinking of the Riddler. It, 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 I'll give you points oh, though. Oh, yeah. I'm but, not a comic book guy. Oh, see, but thank okay. you. Rid, Riddler's the question guy. Okay, there it is. Joker doesn't ask questions. He just. Okay, it just causes chaos. That just show, I am not a fucking comic book dude. There it is. I'm a sports guy. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Ben. Batman a, is a sport, man. Well, Batman is the most athletic superhero. I will tell you that Michael Keaton is Batman. He's I, those are the only two Batmans I saw. And I saw one other Batman. I was like, fuck this, it sucks. Uh, Christian <laughs> Bale's pretty good. I haven't seen the Ben Affleck, but I, I did see a theory on Twitter that the accountant. Is actually like a like a low key Batman movie. Mm. I don't buy it. I, I I had to watch the movie. Once I read that theory, I was intrigued, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check this. All out. right, so here's something. there's a comics podcast that could handle this a lot better than we can. I know so. because <laughs> I I don't know anything about comics. Um, so here's a little interesting note I found out. So how about ticket prices for the Steelers Jags game in Pittsburgh? Are only ten percent average or sorry 10 to 15 percent average markup on the secondary market than they are in philly which is a 20 to 50 percent markup everything's more shady in philly first of all (laughs) that's true when you go okay so it's like philly itself has like a a shadiness multiplier of like 25 percent and then when you get into south philly where all the parking lots and stadiums are like it's like another 75 percent so you talking about little Nikki over there? It's been gone for a while. Man, but, I'm talking I mean, about the time that like I wasn't even I wasn't even in Philly. I was in Camden, but I got like oh Camden, you were in Camden, New jacked. Jersey. That's, that's I was the, in a fish concert. That at was the, the Myrtle at, at the Tweeter Center. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. And that was that's the and when you drove off the Ben Franklin Bridge and the Ben Franklin Parkway over into the Tweeter Center, you didn't realize the cops that were waving you into the parking lots that were covered by razor wire. And high fence and razor wire so that, like, the people from the jail next door 
didn't like come over and like try to punch. I just thought the razor wire was for all of us. Oh no! It was at a fish show, man, dude. I thought they made it was like this might be the start of the relocation camps that I I mean, I mean, Camden, New Jersey was the murder capital of the country for several years. Well, it's now East St. Louis, but yeah, I guess you're right. Um, so as I look online right now, one of my favorite apps to use is Game Time, by the way, and a bunch of CMU guys developed this shit. Um. So man, nerds, what don't they think of? Uh, dude, it's awesome. It works great for me. Um, tickets are for the Steelers game. Upper level seats, row double B, section five twenty four, go for one hundred and two dollars. And that's not that's what they're going for. That's not including your um, little fee you have to pay to use this site. So let me just click on it real quick. So I can get two tickets that are one hundred and two dollars uh, per piece. That's that's two hundred and eight dollars. Uh, with the fee is two forty four total. Um, is the cheapest ticket going right now is one hundred and two, so two forty four total. If you're trying to get two tickets uh, together for the game, if you want to be real classy, you can go to the Club West Prime seating at four hundred and twenty six a ticket. Uh, so this site is awesome and lets me change cities. Uh, Oh wait, this site doesn't include Philadelphia. So why would so? Wait, uh, Philly's mm-hmm. got a higher markup, is what you're saying? Yeah, the, the yeah Philly is is uh, having a higher markup uh, on their tickets. Like I, I looked earlier, and they were showing tickets that were like typical like. Hundred dollar tickets going for like two seventy, um, two eighty. Um, yeah, I'll pull this up for Philly real quick. So yeah, they're showing tickets. Okay, one eighty seven is was the lowest seat. So upper sideline section two thirty nine in the link, which is in the corner of the end zone, uh, row twenty two, is one hundred and sixty two dollars. So Essentially, the same view in Pittsburgh that I looked at are $102. They're $162 in Philly. Um, Why are they gouging the Philly fans? Just because well, they don't they don't get they to don't see, get to see playoff many games? playoff games. That's what it comes down to. But is, it's hey, Foles. Like, would it be an even higher markup if Carson, Carson, Carson was still playing? Uh, it's possible. I just feel so bad for... You know how I feel bad for... Bradley Cooper's dad from uh, Silver, Silver Linings Playbook. Like, that guy's not even allowed at the Eagles games. Because he's like, you know, well, he's fictional. But he's also like, you know, he's one of those guys that they made the jail in the vet for. I mean, you know, and it was Judge Seamus was the judge in that. Yeah. Uh, was the judge at the uh, vet. For I can't those. imagine there's a lot of, like real like reasonable defenses being leveled in that court like but officer but your honor but sir he was wearing a mark bavaro jersey your honor like i mean okay i lived in south jersey for several years and i went to a steelers eagles game in philly and i wore my steelers gear my buddy and i that also was a Steelers fan. We got some shit. I'm not saying we didn't deserve it because we ran our mouths back, 
But we got some shit. Mm. I've been to a Flyers Pens game in Philly wearing a Lemieux jersey, sitting in the expensive seats. And I got some shit. Like, I'm sitting next to guys that are wearing, like, fucking Armani suits. Because they just came out of work. And I'm sitting there in, like, jeans and a Lemieux jersey. Like, oh, it's so great to see the pens. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I, those were mafia lawyers in those I'm Armani sure suits. they were. Like, they're, they're I'm not... sure they were. And they, and they were like, dude, I'm going to fucking, like, pour this nacho cheese all over your jersey. I'm like, dude, you're wearing Armani suit. I'll pour a beer over you. Like, I'll shoot you. I'm like, okay, I got it. We're good. You're allowed to shoot people in Philly. Even though (laughs) it's the same state. But but the best best one for me was I went to an Eagles-Dallas game Mm. Monday night in Philly in November. I wore jeans, white tennis shoes, and a red sweater. Just so I didn't get mistaken to wear any obscure colors that would get messed up. I still got shit because I wore a red sweater. Because I wasn't wearing Eagles gear. They said, why are you here? You're not wearing any Eagles gear. I'm like, I'm really not an Eagles fan. I came with a friend. I'm sorry. They're like... Don't ever apologize to you know, And they're like, they don't go. deserve an apology. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Get out of here. I'm like, uh... Alright, I'm going to go back to my seat now. It was like an experience. Like, it's something that, like, it's like going to a black hole in Oakland. You know, I've never been in a black hole in Oakland, and we have two years left to go to the black hole in Oakland. Uh, We have a friend of ours, Matt, Chris, I mean, that dude. He's been out there. He's been out there. He's been to the black hole. Um, We got to go out in the next two years and go. I don't feel compelled to go at all. I don't feel compelled. I, I feel compelled to go to experience it. I don't feel compelled to go. I, I kind of feel I'd, compelled I'd to go. Wrigley, with, I'd take Wrigley or Fenway any day. I've been to Wrigley and Fenway. I mean, I've, I've never just, been to Black Hole. I don't know. To me, it's like just a stadium. And it's, it's just it's a stadium. The fans, it's, it's the the fans are what it, makes it. The fans is what makes it experience. You know, I I would. Seriously, like to take our friend Chris, and and honestly, I'm not paying for it. If you're listening, Chris, God damn it! But save some money, brother. Save some money. Yeah. Um, to go out to the black hole, whether they are playing the Steelers or not, in Oakland before, and I think in the next two years, I think the Steelers will play the AFC West and have a game in Oakland. Um, uh, NFL schedule makers, listen to this. Uh. That we could go out and, you know, have, a, like, a guy's weekend. Go out to the black hole. I mean, I've never sat in a black hole. I, I've never been there. I, I've been to the dog pound in Cleveland and sat there with my Steelers gear and taken some shit. Mm. I've been to Cincinnati. I've taken my reps there. I've definitely been to Baltimore and taken some shit. Philly, been there. You know, those are, like, the... Okay, so... Uh, the Philly fans, everybody says, are the worst. Oakland fans, they always say they're the worst. I kind of want to go see the difference between the two. Because in Ohio, Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincy, I mean, they, they give you some shit, but... The Browns uh, haven't really played the kind of football lately yeah. that inspires a grown person to dress up like a dog and bark like a dog. Correct. That is correct. I mean, maybe bark like a dog because they're just losing their mind... 
over how much of the li- their lives they've wasted following this crap football team, but not like actually like going out in public dressing as the dog. That is true. So we gotta look at the schedule and see if that is even feasible, or if we just have to go out there for a random like. What is that? Would that be like a a, a Raiders KC game or Raiders Denver game? That would probably be the one of the best two to go to yeah. if they were playing the Steelers. So speaking of those games going to see random games going on, we got some random games to pick here this week for our picks of the week. Matt, we're done. We have four games to pick this week. We got Falcons Eagles in Philly. Who you liking? Falcons. Ah. Uh... You, you sold me. The Philly people sound like jerks based on your stories. Solely your stories. I'd never considered the prospect before. I'm taking the birds. Okay. The battle of the birds? The birds? You didn't say which birds, man. They're uh, all birds. I'm taking the eagles. The eagles are the birds. The falcons are the dirty birds. Oh, the dirty but birds. Deion Sanders and you can't the dirty tell birds? Me, you can't tell me that the birds from Philly aren't also dirty. Oh, they're very dirty. Uh, and then Saturday game also, which is one that we'll be keeping our eye on, the Titans and the Patriots. In like England, I said, I need to pick the Titans if I have any chance of catching up to you in the standings. And I also want the Titans to win. So I'm going to pick the Titans. Oh, Matt, I love you. But this is a tactical decision, so you can't make fun of me when I'm wrong. I'm not going to make fun of you Because I don't wrong. actually think it's going to happen. I'm not stupid. Um, and just for tactics, I'm going to go ahead and... You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm gonna join you on that. No, that's that's. <laughs> you blocked me, man. You blocked no, my waiver no, wire no, pick. No, seriously, I'm gonna. I'm still taking the bets. <laughs> man, have some self-respect. Ah, uh, and the Jags and the Steelers. We know we're both going. Yeah, I'm Steelers. going Steelers. And Saints and Vikings. This could get interesting right here. The way the Saints are playing right now, I like the Saints. Yeah, Vikings at home, though. Drew Brees versus a quarterback who's never played a playoff game before. I don't think it matters. In a dome. They're both dome teams. They're dome yeah. teams. It's not It's not like Drew Brees is going to be out there on the frozen tundra. You know, he can just, like, ping and pong the ball all over the carpet like he's been known to do. So... Uh... I've always had this little, like, soft spark for the Vikings. Because they've also gotten to four Super Bowls and have yeah. lost. And then and that was before we were born. Yeah, I didn't have to watch it, so I don't care. Before, I actually watched the Bills. That was before that, that was we were hard. born. Um, I might have been a more optimistic person generally if the Bills had just won one Super Bowl. Those were, like, formative years uh, to me. You, you know, because honestly, right now, the Eagles... Are the only team in the NFC to not play in a dome, and the Super Bowl rolls through Philly. Yeah. So they got to play the Falcons this week. You're taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Birds. I'm taking the Eagles. Um, I'm I'm Falcons Saints in this championship game though. Think about it, and then the Saints would have a chance. To go three game sweep against two of their division opponents. Think about that. Yeah, that would be some like shit. You're We're taking ahead of ourselves. You're I'm ta- taking the Saints. You're I'm taking the changing. Saints. Yeah. I'm taking the Vikings. There it is. It's locked in. 
Matt's on the Falcons. I'm on the Birds. On the Eagles. Uh, Matt's on the Titans. I'm on the Pats. Matt's doing that for pity's sake, and also trying to catch up in the long run. Yeah, it's uh, It's not pity. Also, it's not a tactic. We're we're both taking the Steelers because shit, we're in Pittsburgh, y'all. There's a limit to tactics. And then Matt's taking the Saints, and I'm taking the Vikes on that. Yeah, man. So is that is that the late game on Sunday, Saints Vikings? Uh, yes, it is. Oh man. It is, and then the following week after that is the AFC and AFC Championship game on the 21st, and there's a 3:40, a 3:40 game and a 6:40 game, and of course, wonderful. We won't know who is playing which game until they decide who has better TV ratings. <laughs> so the Steelers. Yeah. So it's gonna be Steelers Pats in the late game. It's a late. Like... <laughs> Steelers Pats in the six forty game. That's that's what it is. Steelers. The first Steelers Pats game was like the highest rated show all year on CBS. Yeah, right? totally was. Well, there you go. All right, folks, we've totally gone over time, and yeah, yeah we don't care. But um, anything else we got going on? Sports week coming up. Now, I mean, some more local hockey and basketball. Check your schedules, you know. You I got know, Duquesne, RMU, and Pitt. I know we'll, we'll have a recording before this. Uh, I know I'm going to the Pens game on the 25th. Uh, I get to sit in club seats. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours called us up and, and called me up and said, Hey, I got tickets. You've taken me to enough games every year. Do you want to go? I'm like, Hell yeah, I want to go. Um, so I'm going to be at the Pens game on the 25th. I believe they're playing Carolina, wait, Minnesota, 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 I think it's Minnesota on the cool. 25th, maybe, cool. or Carolina, one of the, Carolina or Minnesota, I have to look at the schedule again, uh, either way, going to Penn's game is always a fun time, mm-hmm. so, alright guys, glad you enjoyed this, uh, nice little podcast that Matt and I do, and we're gonna keep it rolling, uh, but for right now, we're gonna borrow ourselves the Bed. Yeah, let's go Steelers. Go Steelers. Be- beat them Jags. Beat them Jags. And that. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com. <laughs>